All right, everybody. Thanks for checking out Casual Nonsense. Uh, I'm your host, Mark. Um, be sure to click below, you know, like, follow, share, whatever social media you're on. I really appreciate any any support you can offer. That'd be awesome. Uh, today, I'm with a, a superhuman. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say all that, but yeah, we're here today. Yes, we are. I, I am with the one and only uh, Mr. Josh Sneed. Uh, welcome, Josh. Oh, man, it's a pleasure to be here, Mark. Thanks for having me, brother. Oh, man. Uh, I'm happy to have you. Like, uh, So the podcast relatively new, um, and you were telling me earlier that this is your first podcast. Yeah, this is my first uh, first real deal, live in live and direct, you know, on your podcast, um, Casual Nonsense. I'm honored to be here, man. I'm glad that you, you know, asked me to, to be up here to kind of share a little bit of my insight of my life, who I am, my background, and what comes with me. Well, I got a few, few adjectives to describe you. This is how I look at you. Talk to me. Right? You're a college athlete. Yeah. Well, you know, former college athlete, but that counts, that's, right? Yeah. You are an entrepreneur. That's correct. You are a leader. That is correct. You are a provider. That's correct. And you are the king of hustle. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I'm dubbing it. <laughs> I love that. I'm I love that. It. I definitely love that, man. And I, I would say, right, um, you could probably put uh, hustle as my middle name. So um, definitely, uh, I am that. Nice. Uh, I think it's been breaded in me ever since a child, you know, watching my dad, watching my mom, um, watching my grandparents. Yeah, so uh, it defines who I am, and um, you can see it a lot in everything that I pretty much do day in and day out. Yeah, or I have seen it. So so we were talking earlier, um, we've known each other for about six years now, or just about six years. Wow, man, six years, huh? Yeah, it's That's, been a minute, You know, right? man, when you think about it, it's like 12 years and dog years, you know. <laughs> Where I, where I the company that I met you at, so you know that's been amazing. Yep, for sure, for sure. Um, so what's impressed me about you is, like we said, like I I use the term hustle, yeah, because um, you know you it it flows it radiates from you, right? Yeah. So a lot of people will talk about hustle, like yeah. I could talk about hustle, yeah. but I don't show hustle every day. Like I like to think that I do, but yeah, you know I'm I'm a realist with myself, right? <laughs> but but with you, it's it's the same. It's uh. You know, you you dress for success every day. Yeah. You you show the success every day, and you know it's it's commendable. So you know, so I'm letting you know that from an outside perspective, we don't work in the same department, but you know the perception of you yeah. in my mind is exactly what I just said. Well, man, so. I, I appreciate that, right? And uh, you know, I always will say, hey, look, I appreciate when you know. Somebody gives you your flowers. Why are you here? Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So that's a big thing. And um, again, man, I think it's, you know, reversal. I can say the same thing about you, you know, since meeting you, since um, starting at this uh, at this company, having the opportunity to start around the same time. I think I started maybe three or four months before you did. Sounds right. Uh, but getting the opportunity to get to know you, build out on our relationship then me actually going out in the field doing the job and on the Salesforce side of the company and then coming back and not missing a beat. You know, I think I called on you a lot when I was out in the field, but, you know, it was appreciated and everything that you actually done for me, you know, kind of got me to this point today where I'm at today. So, you know, you have a, a hand in that. So I must give you your flowers as well, brother. So. <laughs> Definitely. So let me know when I can expect the uh, commission check for uh, <laughs> for the assistance. For sure, um, for sure. No, that's cool, man. Uh, so you know, you mentioned a little bit ago too, like you know, having from like your your parents, your grandparents, yeah. like kind of setting that tone for you. Um, I think that's cool because what that teaches you, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know that like, you want to pay that forward. Yeah, you know what I mean. So Definitely. so when you eventually have 
a, a family that you want to grow on, like, you know, you have to set that example. I definitely, and that's huge. Yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, it speaks volumes, right. You know, watching, you know, my dad and mom, you know, um, as a kid, you really don't understand what you, your parents really go through to make ends meet. That's right. And, you know, you're thinking, oh, well, I'm rich, right? And, you know, you're thinking that, oh, man, I my parents had did a really great job of getting me the things that I wanted, right? And as I got older and really uncover, you know, the, the work that they had to put in, you know, to get me to where I, where I am today uh, speaks volumes, right? You know, man, we, we're going to talk about it probably on this podcast, but just really thinking back and the first thing that comes to mind is all the camps, and things that I did, you know, uh, as a kid, the my fo- parents, like football, football, camps, football camps, things yep. that my parents sent me to just to make me uh, a better athlete, just to put me in the opportunities and the spotlight to show my talent and showcase my talent amongst the world and amongst um, other athletes across the U.S. Uh, it speaks volumes. And H- having that support is is like it's awesome. Yeah, like you need it's to have awesome, it, awesome, right? man. Amen. Those are my. Um, my biggest fans, you know. I don't know who's the biggest fan, my mom or my dad, but uh, they both uh, did a lot to get me to this point, man. And, um, you know, they never say, hey, Josh, you owe me. But, you know, to me, the things that they did for me, it put me in a position to where I am today. Yep. You know, I, I feel like I have to pay them back. Yeah, but, absolutely. You know, I don't sure. owe them anything because, you know, again, you know, sometimes people say, yeah, um, I didn't ask to be here. You know, it was a blessing. So, you know, I was a blessing to my parents and, you know, they had to make sure they handle their responsibilities, which, you know, I'm, I'm truly thankful for everything that they put in place to help me get to this point. That's awesome. You know, and that's something that you, you take those lessons and you move them forward, which is what you want. Right. Definitely. So, um, so you played football. So before you got to, you went to Duke. I went right? to Duke, yeah. Yep. Uh, shout out to the Duke Blue Devils. <laughs> shout out well, to them. I'm thankful for Duke because they, <laughs> they brought me Jason Tatum. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. So, there you go. So, you know, Duke basketball, Duke football. Yeah, we here. Go. So before you went play football at Duke, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't remember the name of the award, but were you not uh, one year the uh, top high school running back? In yeah, the state? so I was um, one of the top running backs in the state. I won the uh, North Carolina uh, best overall player for my for my class. Um, okay, at running back, so I was the player of the year. Uh, I, you know, I did a little research before I, I saw. Oh a couple, man, check I, you out! I man. saw a couple highlights, man. Uh, yeah, North I Carolina uh, was a North Carolina um, high school OT. Yeah. When it first came out, shout out to Nick Stevens, um, who actually runs that actual um, runs that program. Program. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. So you went to Duke. So you come out, you come out of high school, you're playing, you're just, you're, you know, you're, you're sitting on top of the world because yeah. you know how good you are as a running back. Yeah. You go to Duke. Was that, when you got there, was that more humbling or was it more of the same? Um, Definitely more humbling, right? I say this, right? Before, prior to going to Duke, I was committed to going to UNC. And uh, I made a decision to uh, wow, decommit. That, that's uh, that's splitting the border right there. Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> I grew up a UNC fan, right? You know, I didn't really know too much about Duke. Um, however, when they got Coach David Cutcliffe, you know, and back in 08, he came to do some recruiting. And uh, my mom fell in love with the program, the coaches. Okay. Um, more the, important, the education, the more The education was, yep. was already number one on her behalf, right? Uh, which both schools, you can't take anything away from their education. But my mom just felt like I would be at home, you know, at Duke. And um, I made a decision, I think, back in November of 2009 to, to say, hey, look, I'm going to decommit and I'm going to 
end up going to uh, Duke University. And um, I haven't looked back ever since. Best decision I made in my life. Do you remember how many um, how many touchdowns you scored when you played for Duke? Ha oh, man, I, I I don't man. It's, I feel I feel like I'm old, but I'm I'm so young, right? Well, it's been that long, right? Not to I, not to worry. I looked yeah. that up too. <laughs> <laughs> I've been that long, man. So, so uh, no, I, I I can't really remember. I just know that it was a great experience. Yeah. Um, being able to play as a true freshman, mm-hmm. you know, I graduated high school early, so I went into college my senior year of my high school year. Um, back in January, and uh, it was a great experience. I got to do uh, spring ball, uh, came out my freshman year, had a, a couple of great games, played against Alabama my freshman year. Um, okay. Probably one of the only freshmen to have over 110 yards on Alabama the uh, in 2010. So nice. it was a great experience. Um, won a couple of uh, great games. We won the ACC Coastal Championship during my, my tenure at Duke, and um, – I had an opportunity to, to to go undrafted to the Denver Broncos. You know, didn't pan out the way I wanted it to. Tried the whole CFL thing. Um, I was going to ask about that. So you had a little yeah, cup of coffee me. with Denver, right? Yeah. So um, that was going to be the uh, was that the what year was that the year when was Peyton Manning the quarterback? Peyton Manning that was year? the quarterback. That was the year mm-hmm. they were going into that Super Bowl. That Super Bowl. So if you made that team, even the practice squad, I would have had a Super Bowl ring. You would have had a ring. I would have had a ring. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. That's unfortunate. You know, but you know, I think sometimes everything happens for a reason. You know, um, me, I'm a very religious guy. I don't know about uh, you know most people, but everything happens for a reason. Okay. Right? And um, that wasn't God's purpose for me. You know, He gave me the opportunity to to see how far I could take it. But you know he had other things in store. Well, like you said, like that's it's you know when you first got there, it's kind of humbling because you come out of high school as one of the best players. Yeah, you join a when you play college ball, you you know there's 15 other greatest players in high school. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. you're no longer the big dog on campus. No, it's kind of like a you 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 you're the big fish in high school, right? In a small pond. When you get to college, it's more like you're a little fish in the big ocean. So um, everybody was was good. And, you know, looking at it, looking back at it now, right, it was a very humble experience because I knew that I had to put in more extra work to be better than um, the other guys that came in with me and some of the guys that were already on the team. Yeah. A lot of that came and stems from awareness. You know, I don't think a lot of people think that. Like self-awareness. Self-awareness. Yeah. And for me, I look at. You know, most athletes, the talented ones, you know, talent can only get you so far. But your awareness, your knowledge of the game takes you so much further. Well, I'm going to, you know, that's something where, um, you know, I, I'm I'm from Boston, so I yeah. grew up I'm watching Red Sox fan all my life. Uh-huh. Right? So, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that later, right? But so the example I want to give is, yeah. you know, we made a trade one year for, for Manny Ramirez, yeah. right? One of the best, best hitters ever to play the game, won a couple World Series with him, right? all the talent in the world, but that dude was so lazy, you know, yeah. like he just relied on talent alone yeah. and it worked for him. Like, yeah. you know, I take nothing away. I'm yeah. thankful for the rings that we got. Right. But if this dude had the awareness that you're talking about yeah. and if you worked hard, you know, like he never, yeah. when you, when you have to fight for it, yeah, it, the, the juice is sweeter. Agree. You know what I mean? Totally so, agree. and I think he's someone who just kind of, you know, I don't want to call him lazy. I don't know him. I've never yeah. met the man. I, you know, I have nothing to think that way. But watching him play, the lack of Dazel nature, you know. Yeah. So just to, to circle back to what you're saying, it's like well, you go in there and you're the self awareness that you have to say, okay, there's this a bunch of other dudes here fighting for the same job as me. You just have to. 
Yeah, you, you know? gotta find it's and, it's and it's kind of you know a lot of a lot of the skill sets are very uh, transferable to what I currently do now, you know, in corporate America. But when you think about it, you know, you have to find something that's going to give you that leg up, and uh, you know, because everybody's talented. Yeah. Everybody's doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, they're they're training when the lights are off. It's all unicorns. Watching. All so a bunch it's of all unicorns, unicorns all together, together, right? But what sets you apart? You know, and that's the biggest thing about it. You know, that awareness, the knowledge of the game, knowing where everybody else supposed to be, it really slows down the game. And my freshman year was the most humbling because the game, I felt like the game was super, super fast. But after gaining the knowledge, knowing where everybody's supposed to be at every at any given moment on the offense and the defense, it slows the game down and allow for your talent to really be shown. Well, you have that that aha moment. Yeah. Where, you know, even have it, you know, for me, I had it about six months in at my job where you come in and you're like, oh, man, everything's new and exciting. Yeah. And then you just you find that time where it just suddenly everything starts to click. It starts to slow down. And you're like, oh, this yeah. is what it feels like That's when you it. know what you're doing and your confidence level rises yeah. and then your skills, like, and you're able to just move to that next level. Yeah. So That's, that's pretty cool. Exactly. It's, it's, it's spot on, man. I, I tell most people, right, in any career that you go in, it takes about at least six to seven months to kind of get things running like a final machine. Yeah. And once you get them running like a final machine, you just got to make sure you keep shopping. And I think the self-awareness and recognition of that yeah. is is awesome, right? So you don't come in, you don't come in there too hot or too too arrogant in any yeah. situation. Like, you can be confident. You can agree. be confident in your ability, but it's like, you know, just ease back, player. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> it's going to get to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, so you did that. So you, so you had football. You, you don't make the Broncos. Yeah. You don't make the CFL. Yeah. Did uh, you give the Rock a call? You want to go play for the XFL? No, no, I the... didn't, right? So I went to <laughs> Sustantuan. I didn't really like it up there, right? Uh, definitely too cold. Um, Is that in Canada? In Canada. That's Canada, okay. Yeah, so it went Sounds up there. Sounds cold. Yeah, it was cold. And also, right, you think about you playing a game and you out there getting hit each and every day. Um, for some of the financial gains that you do make at that level, you know, it didn't subside to to me mm -hmm. um, wanting to continue that, right? So I had to make some decisions like, will I come back here? What? But I did come back here, right, um, to train, to try to get another opportunity. Um, and they just didn't pan out that way I was looking forward to. Okay. So a lot of athletes – uh, and I say this like some, I'm some sort of expert, right? Which, by the way, I'm not. Uh, you see a lot of athletes that, you know, maybe they play in the pros for a couple of years and they come out and they're, you know, they're in maybe like a sports marketing or they're, they want to be agents or something like that. So when you came out of there, um, you you started with that, right? You went to yeah. a sports marketing place. Yeah, I did. Right? I actually, I, um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, right? I didn't know if I wanted to go back and coach. At the college level, That's true, you know, coaching, yeah. um, or start my own gym, you know, and uh, ironically, Coach Cut, you know, we had a great relationship. It was beyond just being one of his um, football players. It was, you know, how can I make this man uh, a better man, a, a great father one day, a great husband one day. And um, he had a friend named Bill Norris who had a uh, marketing sports group called Norris Sports Group. And I had an opportunity. Uh, to work with Norris Sports Group where we actually traveled across the U.S. to the biggest college games each week with the Coaches National Championship Trophy, which was a big deal for me because I got to see the biggest game each week. I get to broadcast the Coaches National Championship Trophy, the crystal ball. 
Um, so what was he? Was he like the job was like you were you were filming? So no, or, I was just reporting? more of the marketing where we'd take this trophy to the biggest game each week, um, and show the trophy off. Have um, Oh, you can you control fans, the trophy. You get the yeah, white we gloves control. On we got the white gloves and, on. Yeah, okay. We control the trophy. Uh, we take it to the local uh, news stations. I do like an interview um, nice. with the uh, with the people, the reporters there to talk about we're in town for the week. Where we're going to be setting up at, at the big game for the week. Uh, taking pictures. We bring in some of the uh, superstar alums at some of the schools. Like I met uh, Ladamia Thomason. Okay. Um, at yeah. TCU, um, met um, <clears throat> Franco Harris, rest in peace, um, at Penn State in the past. Um, met a few other great athletes, you know, um, Richard Sherman. Uh, met a few of those guys in the past, uh, going to a couple of those big games. You got the numbers schools. in your phone? Uh, I don't have the numbers in my phone, <laughs> but it was a great opportunity to spend the weekend with those guys on those Fridays and Saturdays. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So, I mean, you're... I think you were the right person for that job because you're, you're, you're very well spoken. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, I know this because I've known you, but, you know, you got a lot of personality and a lot of like drive towards what like inspires you. Right. Mm-hmm. So you leave there. You're, you know, you're making the move to corporate America. Yeah. You say, okay, like you got to, you, you got to check your ego at the door almost. Yeah. Right. Because you, you walk into uh, any, any job. Right. And you say, okay. Well, you're at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. You know, you're, you're entry level yeah. no matter what. I don't care what your education says. If you don't have the experience, right. you're nothing. Right. You're, you're the peon. Right. You know what I mean? So you got to work your way up. So now, freshman year all over again, right? Freshman year all over again. Yeah. Trying to figure it out from this aspect of the game. But I knew, again, like you spoke about the personality, the ability to be able to have conversation with people, building rapport. I had those things, right? And me also knowing the game of football, um, being able to uh, have those conversations with fans, to know what fans were looking for, which which was great, right? And, yep. you know, me being a former, I wouldn't say star, but uh, a great athlete in my heyday in college, uh, it spoke volume. And, you know, some people who were really college fans knew you know who I wa- who I was, so um, that played a huge role. That's cool. I think the biggest thing is it kind of gave me an opportunity to think about: okay, did I really want to go into broadcasting? You know, and that kind of segue me into how corporate America came about. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, because you know you, you know, when you get into a corporate America type of type of job, you know, it's it's not necessarily a competition, right? But you got to be thinking, yeah, but I'm going to win. Right, you know right, I mean? right, 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 right. You know, right. so there's always, you know, there's there's winners and losers and everything, right? Right. Like, no matter how you want to spell it, right? That's totally the way agree. it goes, right? Um, so that's cool, man. So okay, so outside of, uh, we'll call it the nine to five, yeah, right. So you know, one of the descriptions I have of you is entrepreneur, yeah, right. So we talked about this a little bit the other day, but um, you know, we got cut short. So this is this is why I'm glad we're talking about it now. So um, what I like about what you're about to talk about is, you know. Becoming an entrepreneur, like if you, when someone says, "Hey, what do you do for a living?" I'm an entrepreneur. It's like, what's that mean? Like, are you inventing something that didn't make it? Are you, you know what I mean? Are you creating a business or yeah. whatever? So, there's a lot of ways to define entrepreneur, yeah. but I think that there's certain traits that you need to have to be a successful entrepreneur. Right? Anyone can be an entrepreneur. Right. One hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, so you, so let's run through a couple things. So you have. What three or four businesses? Yeah, outside I, I, of- I have uh, two businesses currently right now. Um, three, I had three businesses, but 
two currently that are are present that I actually still have um, ownership in. The other one I don't have ownership in anymore. But yes, I am. You sell it or they kick you out? Uh, nah. So you know, <laughs> you know, it, it goes back to the story, right? You know, at the football, trying to figure out what you really wanted to do, right? I had a buddy that uh, wanted to start a, a a towing and recovery company, and you know he wanted like uh, re- repoing cars, repoing cars, yeah. towing cars. You right. Know, fun fact: it's actually public knowledge uh, if someone is late on their um, registration. Yeah. So you can go. So you know we're in North Carolina. So if yeah. your registration expires. After so many months, it's public knowledge, mm. and any tow companies can just go find the address and take that car back. Wow. And then would they make their money from what well, you want your car back? Well, you know, whatever, a couple hundred dollars to get your car back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of dirty and cheesy. Yeah. But I'm just saying it's an option. Right? Yeah, so that's something that we we, we, we did. We, we partnered together, you know, and uh, he was more of the – uh, operational guy and I was more of the face of trying to make it work. We were called we called ourselves back then. It was called the Next Level Boys. Nice towing and recovery. Um, we started that back in 2016, 2015, late 2015, early 16. Okay, and um, you know it was something to get started to have income coming in. You know I knew I wanted to have some part in entrepreneurship. And that gave me an opportunity to have some part in entrepreneurship where. Um, at at a point, you know, I was able to make the connections to where he could actually run the business and operate the business at the same time. And, um, you know, I just wanted to get my part back out of it. And uh, Is he still running it now? He's still running it now. He's Good. Uh, successful. Shout out to Derek Williams. That's a, same name? Um, next, next Level Boys? Next le- um, It may not be Next Level Boys now. Uh, I don't know exactly what he's calling it he's now. But, next uh, Level Man now. It could be Next Level <laughs> Man. But, uh, yeah, that was a childhood friend of mine's. Um, we grew up together. Um, we're still we're still close. We're not as close as we used to because I think you know most people want you to kind of stay in the people grow up in the mix, and know. then we grow and you know you grow apart. But uh, nah, shout out to Derek Williams, um, great guy. Uh, he's running the company very successful. Um, I could say I can say that he partnered with a lot of uh, companies now to where he does um, you know a lot of repos, working with a lot of secondhand finance companies. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. All right, so then what was next? So you did that. So now, man, when you think about the world we're living in today, right? I, um, you know, I started my own racing company. So I sneak five racing. You know, when Sneed I say sneak five racing and performance, that's you know, the that's, five. It's five in my family. It's my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, and myself. Okay, right. So the significance of the name. So which, the significance like of the name that. is cool. my, my last name, and it's five of us. And you know, I grew up, you know racing motocross dirt bikes and things of that nature i also at one point thought i was going to be james stewart you know when it came to racing dirt bikes and things um i got around about the age of 12 and my dad let me ride one of his motorcycles because my dad was in the racing world and you were hooked Uh, right away and he let me ride and it changed the whole dynamics of everything and uh it became football and it became motorcycles and then as i got it became an adult i knew that that's something that i really wanted to do good and uh started a company me and my dad we both the founders and the owners um it's a partnership you know snee uh snee five son and father um it's been great and then over the last year i started a company for my mom after she retired you know i think a lot of people say oh yeah you retire and go off in the sunset 
me personally, I think, you know, for a lot of people that retire, you know, you need to find something else or find a purpose. Yeah. You need to keep busy. And you need something to keep you going. And my mom was, you know, at home on Amazon all the time, you know, buying things. (laughs) Yep. yep. And um, I said, Mom, you know, you always had a passion for helping others and helping people. Right. Yeah, what you can know, we what can we do to keep that What can that we flow? do to keep that that going? I want you to think of some things and uh she thought about some things and I had a nephew um about 2 years ago and um his first birthday party my mom did the decorating and she seen the decorations that she did and she was like I can do this. I'm good at this. So yeah, That's cool. Um she said that and I said, "Hey, that's your it. That's going to be your purpose there." And I started a, uh event planning and party company to where um, we do weddings, uh, bridal showers. Uh, we do birthday parties. Uh, we do it all. That's good. So we do it all from kids' birthday parties to adult birthday parties, weddings, bridal showers, uh, baby showers. Um, we do it all. The works. Take some of the work out of it for people, too. So it's a one less stressful thing that you got to worry about when you're planning these events you know maybe it's a family reunion maybe it's something else and yeah you know you just say hey you know what you come on in take care of it you don't have to worry about it yeah it's been it's a awesome. great it's been fun it's been great uh you know i i look at it sometimes when she asks me to come and help uh the ideas the things that she come up with uh is amazing right and you look at a party and how you bring um a party to life for someone, if it's a kid or if it's an adult or if it's a wedding, um, how she bring those things to life. So Mozzie Creations is what it's called. Mozzie uh, Creations, uh, okay. We, we named it after my nephew. So my nephew has a, a business um, at two years old. Shout out to him. He's two. He's, he's two. in a business. He's got name. a business already. So, you know, That's he's awesome. the goal is to create generational wealth, you know, to set him up yep. um, as he get older, right? Some of the things that, you know, my parents did for us, but 2.0. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because you want to you, you want at least match what they did, 100%. and now you want to take it to the next level. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's really cool, man. Um, so you got those uh, those two things out right now. Yeah. And then I'm in corporate America. Corporate America, man. And uh, you know, it's been amazing. You know, I've been in corporate America for six years now, and it's been a journey, right? And that's where I, I met you. You know, and we talked about earlier, and it's it's been a uh, amazing journey. You know, I, when I look at being in corporate America, you know, six six years next Monday. And when I think about it, you know, five promotions in five and a half years, it's been amazing. That's so, really you know, cool. going into my sixth year, hopefully it's going to be six promotions. Six, yeah, one more yeah, coming, right? One more coming. That's the goal. At least one more. At least one, one more, more for now. Yeah. yeah, one more for now. That's what, we, <laughs> that's, what we're, uh, that's what we're shooting for. But, you know, they always say if you do things right, somebody come and pat you on the shoulder for the next opportunity. So that's what we're that's what we're hoping for. Well, it's 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 kind of twofold, right? So ideally, you want to come in, you want to do your job, you want to you want to you want to kick kick a little butt on it, yeah. And you hope that it goes noticed. Where someone's like, "Man, this guy, we got to move this guy around." Yeah. But there's a certain level of that too, where like you you can't just wait for that, right? You know, because you, it depends who you work for, right? Because right? if if someone's working for you, for example, right? So you, based on your background, and everything we talked about, someone if I if I'm working for you, yeah, and I know I'm I'm crushing it. I'm confident that you know I'm crushing it because right. you're looking for that and you say, yeah, I'm, this is a guy that I want to move up because right. he's doing it. Right. But you don't know that the person that you work for has the same ethic and hustle and, and knowledge of you. So 100%. You, you can't assume that. 
Because then you wait around and then you get passed up and you're like, oh, but I'm doing better than, you know, person B over here. And they're like, well, you know, they they filed more reports and they they got in my face and let me know, you know. So there's a certain level of I don't want to call it brown nosing because that's not yeah. the right word. Yeah. But it's just a certain level of kind of peacocking a little bit to be like, yeah. hey, look at me. Like, I just want to let you know I'm I'm here. And I refreshing. think, you know, I, and you're spot on. But, I, you know, for me, I think, you know, when I look at my background and the transferable skills that I brought from being a former athlete, mm-hmm. uh, my experiences through life so far, right? Somebody that's a true grinder, you know, somebody that's a self-starter, you know, because I am at this point where, you know, in people leadership, you know, I'm, I'm the type where, you know, you supposed to do the things. If you do the things that you supposed to do, you're going to, you're going to do them right. The only time I should should really, you know, have a conversation or we should get into the nitty gritty is when things go wrong. Yeah. Right. I'm never I'm never the type where, you know, I'm going to micromanage you and you're going to know that, you know, you're doing well because it's going to show. Right. And that's kind of goes back to my background. Right. When you you study your playbook, when you go out there and you practice throughout the week on Saturdays and Sundays, you supposed to, you know, reap those rewards. So if you're doing those things, you're going to reap those it's, rewards. It's reps. You know yeah. what I mean? It's getting the reps in. It's That's doing it. your thing. Um, you know, I'm going to tell another quick little story about, <laughs> I know, a football team that you don't like. But, you know, I'm from Boston, so we're talking about the Patriots, of course, right? So there was a game I watched. Uh, this was, I don't know, it was probably 10 years ago. I don't uh-huh. know, right? Um, so there was a game that they were losing. And uh, whatever the play was, I, like I said, just to summarize a little bit, uh, the Patriots have the ball, and instead, like they're inside their own five. Right. So what they did is they just they just hiked it out of the end zone, gave the other team the safety. So in other words, if they would have just tried to get the first down, it didn't. Now you're punting to their, you know, you, you might get 40. you might get to yeah, 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 yeah. if you're lucky, right? Yeah. Uh, so so Belichick, being one of the greatest coaches of all time, and we'll have that argument another day because it's true. But uh, you know, he says I'll give them the two points, and then you get the free kick. So now that you know, maybe they're at their own twenty. Right now, you're, you're you're putting the faith in your defense. So what was funny? So they did this, and we came back and won that game. The Patriots came back and won that game based on these kind of plays. So I remember listening to some post game interviews with some of the players, and they said, you know, we we practiced that play. Like right. these are situations that we talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, so everything you were talking about when you know your playbook and you know what your job is, you know, it's not things go deeper than just what it looks like on the outside. Right. If someone comes to me and says, Oh, I'm in, I'm in sales. I'm like, okay, so you're, you, you sell things good for you, but it's deeper than that. Right. You know what I mean? You have to know the product inside and out, different things like, and the more, I don't want to say studying you do, but the more of a student of that particular role, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. the better you'll be. And and you can't hide that at that point. You just, when you know more, you know more. I think you know. about when I when I think about you know being in corporate America and being on the the sales side of business, right? Really, you know, the two things that really separate the great from the good is discipline and consistency. Mm-hmm. And you know, you think about you know, I hate to use the analogy about sports, but when you have to wake up in the morning, go to practice, go to film, go back to practice, go to class, leave class, go to study hall. Leave study hall, go eat dinner, it's and do the same thing over and over again. Yeah, you build that consistency, and you have that discipline, and you have to balance everything else that comes with it. You know, and you think about it at an even high level, right? You having to go to practice, watch film, go to practice again, how watch about, film. How about being and balance being a father? 
Being, that, well, that too, yeah. yeah. What about if you still want to go to the gym? You still want to work out? Yeah. You know, that's an everyday problem for everybody. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, I got to work nine to five. Like, well, when do you when do you go to the gym? You go after work, before work? Yeah. Do you say, oh, I don't have time? You have time. Yeah. You just choose to spend that time doing something else. Exactly. Right? So it's so that's part of the inner drive that we talked about from the beginning. When I when I say king of hustle, like that's part of it. It's like yeah. what drives you, what yeah. keeps you moving. Yeah. Um, and it's you know, not everybody has it. I don't think it, it can be taught. Like you can you can be around people with like like minded people. Yeah. And I think it becomes contagious. Yeah. Because if people see it, whether it's successful or not successful, you know, it doesn't matter. Like you know, you're gonna fail different things. But that doesn't mean you should stop doing what you're doing. I agree. You know Sometimes I mean? you you are who you hang around. You know, it's true. So you know that analogy does work, right? You're not in sixth grade when you you don't hang out with Jimmy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Jimmy's pulling fire alarms. Yeah. Don't then do you, that. Then you pulling fire <laughs> yeah, alarms two yeah. weeks later. So I think so. I, I I totally agree with that. Right? You are you are who you hang around, and you know again, the biggest thing is that discipline and consistency. You know, and it it'll take you a long way in life and. Whatever you decide to do, if you can be disciplined and you can have that consistency, it, it doesn't matter what profession you in. Uh, that's what's going to drive you. That's what's going to make you separate yourself from the rest. I agree. I agree. And that's, you know, to be honest, that's where I'm I'm not at the level that you're at. And I'll admit to that. But, you know, doing something like what we're doing right now. Right. So yeah. I say, hey, you know, what? I got some interesting things I want to talk about. Like right. I want to stand in the soapbox a little bit, talk yeah. to some people. I want people to tell their stories. So, I mean, there's a 10,000 podcasts out there, for, yeah. you know, so getting this one started was, was a lot of the same thing. You know, I, I did a lot of research on what's, what makes it work. What makes yeah. it doesn't work. And yeah. I'll be honest, I, if I'm not here in two months, maybe it didn't work out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. But, but you want to put, put yourself out there and, and give it a shot. And that goes with any business you do with any yeah. job interview you go for things like that. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you think about this, right? It's kind of like, you know, you had to, you had to plan, right? You had to make yeah. sure you find the specific things that's going to make your podcast great. Then you had to uncover where, what, you know, listeners are looking for when it comes to a podcast, yeah. right? And then how can I influence and provide value for those actual uh, podcast listeners? Yep. And then when you think about, okay, if they going through these certain things or certain barriers or have these certain concerns or issues going on. How could I bring the right people on to execute by providing that right value for them? So, you know, when you think about that, it's, it's, it's similar to, you know, how I look at life today. You know, um, when you think about our society, you think about all the social economic pressures that we face. You know, you got to be able to plan. Then you got to be able to really, and when you think about business, really meeting your customers where your customers are, right? To be yeah. able to influence and create value of whatever you uh potentially selling or whatever you're potentially providing for them. Yeah. Service, products. Yes. Yeah. And then being able to lift that, that those barriers or concerns that they may have to being able to execute the plan with the right solution. Man, it, it, it goes yep. hand in hand with this podcast. So I think, you know, not selling yourself short, you're in the right direction. You, Those are steps that it takes. And then when you can continue to build that consistency when it comes to those things, nobody nobody can touch you. It makes you it makes you invisible. And the other important thing that, too, like for me, like this is fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if we were sitting at work or having beers or whatever, like chances are we're saying a lot of these same things. Yeah. So we just decided to throw a couple of microphones in front. Right. Like, let's see. Maybe someone else wants to right. kind of eavesdrop on our conversation. Who knows? You know, you think about this, right? Because I always think about my legacy. You know, uh, from the day you're born 
to the day you die, that dash in the middle, how many lives can you impact? Yeah, for sure. So when you think about your podcast, how many people can you impact with this podcast? How many lives can you change? Or how many people can have that aha moment? The same way I'm leaving a legacy in corporate America, the same way I'm leaving a legacy with my businesses. Definitely. How many lives can I impact? So when they're talking about me and giving that eulogy, Oh, your nephew. Who Josh? You got a, a two year old nephew. Yeah. You know, what happens when he's yeah. when he's ten or fifteen yeah. and finally realizes like what you did for him then? Yeah. You know, it's like starting a college fund for a baby or something like that. You don't realize it until until it matures. One hundred percent. You know, one hundred percent. But you mentioned it earlier when you talked about and I I forget his name. I think it was your coach at Duke. Yeah. Where he's like, I want. How can I make him a better a better man, a better father, a better player? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the mentality a coach should have. Yeah. You know, and that's everything. You know, I watch football movies. I watch Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Man, I wish I was Coach Taylor. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that dude's cool. I can't deliver these motivational speeches and things like that. So, um, but I know that's a TV show, but yeah. coaches like that exist where, you know, you could go back to the coach at any point. Like, that coach helps you become a better person. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Like you said, that's making lives better, you know, and I, and I don't know that a, a podcast is the only way to do that. I mean, yeah. hey, we're just, like I said, we're just BSing over here, but you know, but anything you do in life, whether you're, you're a manager or you're a, a trainer yeah. or whatever it is, yeah. um, honestly, just you smile at someone as you're walking out of the store, you know, they're like, Oh, that random stranger smiled at me. Like that, that's a difference maker. That's you know, a difference it's, maker. It's, it's, it's little, it, it's little, but, it's but it can change a whole lot, man. And when you, when you think about those things, it, 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 it really goes beyond you know how i look at you know sports coaches and things of that nature it's about how can i make a difference in this person's life how can yeah. i touch this person to make this person better right because you know when we think about it i look at sports you know that's 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 not forever right, right. yeah but that brand who you are what you represent is going to really shape who you are for the rest of your life. I always think about this, right? From most people always say from age 21 to 35 really shapes who you're going to be for the rest of your life. Right. And you know, I'm, I'm in that threshold right there. So, okay. you know, as I continue to build upon who I am, by the time I reach 35, the goal is to be able to have everything shaped out to who I am going to be for the rest of my life. Right. And how many lives can I impact? And being in corporate America now, right? Because I thought about going into the coaching world and coaching sports, you know. But, you know, when you think about our society, you think about today, a lot of people don't really still don't know about sports and certain sports. Yeah. But everybody truly cares about their appearance, their smile. And me being in corporate America, being part of a, a company you where your smile is important to you. Yep. The legacy that I'm leaving by changing lives, by managing and developing people to be successful um, managers, being successful yeah. sales reps out in the field, it, it speaks volumes because the biggest thing for me is if I can touch their lives, I'm touching their family lives. If they can touch yeah. the doctor's life, I'm touching the doctor's family life. If the doctor can touch these patients' lives, then I'm, touch, I'm touching these patients' family life. So my legacy is much longer. So you think yeah. about that. It, it, it catapults me being an athlete where you goes you see a random um, lady or a, a random person and they say, hey, look, who who is Tom Brady? Who uh, is, and, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and we definitely, we definitely yeah. would say that, right? But it was like, I, I don't know, you know, but 
when you when you think about you know that a person's smile, you know, brightens somebody's day, it, it, yeah. it changed their world. So you know, I'm doing that now in, in corporate America, and then corporate America also gives me that that sweet spot, you know, when it comes to my outside yep. endeavors, my outside businesses, I have that sweet spot with corporate America. Well, you know what's funny? Uh, so since I started um, just talking about doing a podcast, right? I started reaching out to different people and just kind of opening my mind a little bit yeah. to have more conversations with people. And it's amazing how many people, uh, like I could probably name four people and I'm not going to call anyone out, but that are like, oh, I thought about doing that. Like, yeah. I, I think I might, I might start a podcast yeah. at some point, you know, but they lack the either motivation or drive yeah. to pull that trigger. Yeah. So uh, honestly, I'm hoping that at some point, maybe I'll get them on yeah. and maybe they can see, hey, look, it, it's not that hard. Like it, yeah. you just, you take that first step. You know, uh, and then, you know, maybe they do something. Maybe they, who knows? Maybe they have a podcast that raises money for homeless people or yeah. some kind of, you know, doing something good in the world. I, I this, I don't know how much good I'm doing in the world, but I'm going to roll with it anyway. Well, you think you know about I mean? this, right? Fear causes a lot of people not being able to achieve whatever their ambitions and goals are, right? Uh, fear causes chaos, you know. Fear causes people to become stagnated you know i think you know for me you know with my entrepreneurship i can honestly say that you know fear causes me to go for entrepreneurship right you know sometimes that's fight, why you know fight through I, it you got to fight through it right so yep. it's kind of it's more of me i utilize the success that i have in corporate america to teach me how to essentially run my own businesses yeah that's you know? awesome and that's how they work hand in hand but when you think about a lot of people in society today fear you know stops a lot of people from chasing their dream yeah being able to uh achieve the things that they want to achieve right uh, it's that fear mm, it, it's all of us have it it all depends on how you handle it and how you, you can respond when you know, it comes in to rocky it. he calls it frankie fear yeah and he's a little guy that sits on his shoulder <laughs> And he's always he's always going after you. You know yeah. what I mean. So you're fighting that demon every time. But you know? let me ask you this though, Mark. You know, you know, you also think about you know in our society today, right? You know, people seek validation. You know, people it's true. People care about what others may think. You know, it took me a while to get over that because you know, coming from a athletic background, you always was in the in the in the the know of people. Oh, he either played good or he didn't do good or what people were saying about you, yeah. you know? So you, you, you're you seeking the validation. Oh, did he do, did I do well? Did I not do well? Did you have enough yards? I mean, did how I have, many points yes. did you score? Right, you so know? you start, you care about what people say and that hinders a lot of people from being able to chase their dream because they weren't about what others think. I think it took me until I turned up, you know, got into my later 20s. To, to really to push through to that. push through that and not care about what people say and you know jump out there you know yep. take risks you know and you know I look at my dad now you know he's not a huge risk taker but you know I got him to the point now where like sometimes you got to take a risk you got to jump out there um, if you don't jump out there you don't really know what's gonna what's gonna be on the other side. Well, it's also the you know, the society that we live in now. Yeah. You know, I don't know how old your dad is, but he, uh, you know, he might have come from a different era. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where, you know, social media wasn't the biggest thing. I agree. You know, you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. so everything you're saying about putting it out there, people judging, people, what do people think of me? Yeah. I mean, is Instagram not the walking, uh, you know, bane of all that stuff? That's you know what true. I mean? You're right. So, 
you know, taking selfies or whatever. Like that's that's the last ten years of our of our world that we 100%. live in. You know, yeah. and uh, so it's still there. Some people are still all yeah. about that life. You know, but uh, there's ways to, to spin that doesn't have to be just about that. Correct. So, um, so that's very true though. So it's it's hard to it's it's hard to get past what what you think people might be thinking of you. Yeah, and to kind of just say, you know what, I don't I don't care what they think of me. You know what I mean? Because you'd be like, you know what, my mama loves me. You yeah. know what else do I need? Right. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, and then right, that's right. it. And then you just move <laughs> forward and you do what you got to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, that's awesome, man. Um, so listen, we talked about a lot of things. Uh, what we're gonna do is uh, in the show notes for the show. Yeah. I want, I want to put all the all the links to the businesses you got. If anyone wants to check out what you're working yeah. on, they want to ask you questions. Anybody got a birthday party, wedding, uh, bridal shower, uh, baby shower? Boom. Yeah, please reach out. You know, um, we we definitely we definitely we, we taking all business. Um, we got a lot of uh, add-on rentals as well. You know, inflatable bouncy houses, things that you know kids enjoy. You know, I think today in society, with you know people saying that we are in a, a recession, that uh, it's all about experiences. So yep. the biggest thing is experiences. That's cool. So we got some websites we'll put out there for you. We got you some websites for sure. So, so they can check that out. And, um, you know, if you have any questions for, you know, for Josh, we'll put his information out here as well. So you can send him a message if you want. If you want to reach out to myself, also out there. Um, listen, man, it's been awesome having you on the show. Uh, I think what we'll do is... Uh, you know, we'll probably circle back. I know you got a couple of things. We didn't really talk about what you got upcoming. Yeah, I got some you know, things we'll, coming soon. Yeah, we can, we can keep those in the holster for now. Stay right? tuned. Yeah. Uh, so we'll bring them back and we'll follow up and we'll see where things are at with yeah. things. Um, yeah. Like I said, and if we're if we're meeting again in a couple months and I'm still doing a podcast, yeah. then that's win win for win man. Definitely, too. man. And again, I must say, Mark, I, I appreciate you allowing me to come on your show um, to shed my light. You know, and maybe, you know, if it only reaches one person out there, you know, I did something, you know, I, you know, yep. my calling is to be able to have that positive influence on my peers and my youth. So if I'm able to touch just one person, yep, you know, I did my job. Cool. Cool. And I'm, and, and that means I've done mine too. So <laughs> I put you in that place. So for I'm sure. the spider web that got you. For to that sure. Person, for right? sure. For sure. For so, sure. Uh, that's really cool. All right. Well, thanks everybody. I appreciate it. Um, you know, be sure to follow, like, share, whatever your uh, whatever your method is, and uh, you know, we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. <laughs>